Welcome to Transformation Church RVA. This sermon is a part of our series called Advent, All Longings Satisfied. In this series, we will be focusing on the hope, joy, peace, and love that only Jesus brings into the world. As we look back on the promise fulfilled in the birth of Jesus the Messiah, may we also look toward the promise of His return. There's been one part of the Christmas story that has stuck with me all season. And it's one I haven't really focused on in the 34 years I've been raised in church. And it's a particular part of Luke chapter 2 where Mary and Joseph show up in Bethlehem to be counted. They were, it was census time and Mary was pregnant, about to have this baby, and they show up at this inn, and they show up at the inn, and the inn tells them there is no room for you here. We're going to have to put you over here in this stable. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, right? So he was in a barn, and it stuck with me all year, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. I imagine, I don't know if you've ever been around someone who's pregnant, but I have, three times now. And there are certain urgency with which sometimes my wife would have needs. And there was something that would arise in me when I would need to get her something or if we showed up. So I can imagine Joseph, pregnant wife, long trip. They show up at the hotel. Mary's saying, why didn't you make reservations? Joseph is saying, I thought I did. I thought that was your job. But what I can imagine is this. The innkeeper saying, no, Joseph, there's no room for you. No, Mary, there's no room for you. Joseph, I don't know. You don't understand. My wife's pregnant. Don't you see my wife's pregnant? Do you know who's in here? Now, this is all just wanderings. It doesn't say that in scripture. But here's the question I've been asking myself, and I want you to ask yourself. Will you make room for Jesus? And, and, and it's very easy in a church service on a Christmas Eve to say, yes, I'll make room for Jesus. But one theme that I see here in this text is that people have been pushing Jesus out of their lives since the very beginning. Even from the time sin entered the world, we've been crowding God out of our lives with our own desires. Think about it. You have to figure out when to fit in church. Oh, well, maybe small group will fit into my schedule. Oh, maybe I can read the Bible today if it works with my schedule. Maybe I'll have time for God later today. I'll fit him in. Again, the question is, will you make time? Will you make room for Jesus? Even the prophets, hundreds of years before Jesus would arrive, you know what they would say? He's going, this Jesus, this, this Christ that is going to die to save the nations, to redeem people back to God, this Jesus 
is going to be rejected, despised. Have you ever felt rejected? Have you ever felt despised? Our Savior has. In fact, he was despised and rejected by his own people. So even before he was born in the manger, he was despised. Even before he was born, he was rejected. And then he would come, and even as a baby, do you remember the story? King Herod heard that a new king was born. And guess what the king realized? There is not enough room for two kings. So Herod was going to seek out to kill baby Jesus before he would ever to try and stop him from becoming king. And I wonder in your life today, if you have room for another king in your heart, I can tell you, you don't. The Pharisees hated him. His own people turned their backs on him. You know, Christmas is a time where any family discord just becomes very uncomfortable and apparent, doesn't it? It does. Jesus knows that uncomfortableness. He knows that anxiety. His own people. And then I ran, I ran across this story in John chapter 3. John the Baptist. Everybody say Baptist. Because we're Baptist. No, just kidding. That's not why I said John the Baptist was out baptizing people. Jesus had come. He baptized Jesus. And then Jesus began baptizing people. And there's a story in John chapter 3 where some of John's disciples show up to John. And they say this. Hey, John. Jesus is over here baptizing. And everybody's going to get Jesus' baptism. What about you? This was John's response. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Will you make room for Jesus? You see, the problem in most of our our schedules, our lives, our families today is you put yourself as king. You put yourself as the most important instead of Christ. These people would despise and reject him so much they would would not make room for him to the point that they put him on a cross. So we don't have room for that. We don't have room for that in our religion. I, 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 I think there are churches today that would not have room for Jesus. This isn't one of them. We want to make room for Jesus. We want to get ourselves out of the way, just like John the Baptist. We want to say Christ must become greater and greater, and we must become less and less. If we leave here tonight and you say, man, what great music, what great musicians, and look, they're great. Boy, I've enjoyed this worship tonight. But if you leave here with any other weight than Christ being born to reconcile you to God. We've missed it. Christ is the point. Good music and and lighting fire. Look, I think people attend Christmas Eve services because they like 
fire. I'm sure there's pyro people in here and you just came tonight so you can light that candle and be weird, okay? I'm with you, okay? I just bought two burn barrels this weekend. I'm ready. I wonder today if you'll make room for him. I wonder today if you'll make room for him. They put him on a cross. They put him in a grave. Can can I tell you something? You can't keep living people, people who are alive in the grave. That's good news. That's good news, right? He rose on the third day. And as I look today at my schedule, don't just tune out the preacher tonight. Think about your schedule. Am I willing to make room in my schedule for Jesus this year? This holiday? Have you even thought about Christ? Have you meditated on him at all in this Advent season where we think back? You know what Advent means? It means coming arrival. We think back to when he first came. And we, kind of in this middle period, desperately look forward to when he comes again. And tonight, I wonder if this Christmas season you've been so caught up in shopping and events, schedules, that you haven't made room for Jesus. Have you made room in your families, room at your job? When you think about your purpose in life, have you made room for Jesus? When you talk about your heart or your emotions, have you made room for Jesus? When it comes to your kids, have we made room for him? Can I tell you something? When John the Baptist said, I must become less and less because I want him to become greater and greater, it's because Jesus is the light and the darkness that we need. Let me tell you something. Your candle is very weak, if not powered, by the cross. In fact, I would say it's non-existent. I read a verse this morning as I was preparing for today. It was actually just a couple pages over. John 12, verse 46. This is Jesus shouted to the crowd. If you trust in me, you are trusting not only in me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. Watch this. Verse 46. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. We have the lights dim in here for a reason. The world we live in is dark. And it's because we've pushed God out of it. You know when we go to heaven, that scripture tells us that his very presence lights the city. We don't need electricity in heaven because he literally lights the entire space. And I wonder today if your life feels dark, if your life, if your families, 
if your schedule, if you, if there's, it seems, maybe it's not dark. You say, Pastor, I'm fine. Maybe it's just dim. I would ask you, have you made room for Jesus? I would ask you if you've made room for Jesus. If you've said, I need it to be less about me and more about Christ. Because the more Christ is great in you, the more his light shines in you. And then all of a sudden, those dark family situations, the light of Christ invades. He came to be light to a dark shine in a dark world. And that is our invitation to you. His light. You can go to the self-help section. It's the largest section at Barnes and Nobles. You know that? Self-help section. Largest section at Barnes and Nobles. You can go through every book. And you won't find this book in self-help, by the way. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He was the word. What you need today is light. You know that? You need light. Do you realize that you have a need for light? You may have come here today and not realize this. But you have a need for the light of Christ. If you've been wandering around, if you've been trying to figure out why things aren't going together or locking in, maybe it's because you haven't made room for Jesus. This isn't just for lost people. If maybe you've never made a decision for Christ tonight. Can I tell you? Christ can save you tonight. But even if you're a Christian, his light has grown dim. Think about it. I want everyone in here under the sound of my voice. I want you to take 10, 15 seconds. I want, to, I want you to answer this question. Will you make room for Jesus? And the litmus test is how bright is his light shining through you. This is how you'll know. Take 10 seconds. I want every eyes closed. You can bow your heads if you want. I just want you to take a moment with the Lord. If today, if you've said, I don't know this Christ. I don't know this light. I don't know this Savior. This person who came to die for my sins, conquered death in the grave, and gave me new life. If that's you today, give him what you got. Say, God, I'm a sinner. I need you. I need this light in my dark world. And he will come and light up your life. If you're a Christian, I want you to think how dim or how bright is the light of the Lord in me. Can people see, God, your light shining through me? Have I gotten caught up in the mumbo-jumbo of the secular holiday and forgot to celebrate you? In Christ's name, I'm going to have Will come up and read.
good evening, everybody. I'll be reading from John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA, located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.